This is a Macquarie Group podcast. Hello and welcome to Macquarie's Perspectives podcast, where our diverse team of experts and invited special guests share their latest thinking on current and emerging topics. So I'm Laura, your host, and I'm delighted to welcome you to our second season of the show. We're starting off season two in New York, where I'm joined by Chad Bynan, uh, who's head of US research and an analyst in Macquarie Capital's equity research team. So Chad and his team provide clients with specialist insight into the issues faced by companies and industries across a whole range of sectors, including gaming, leisure, media, tech, and software. Um, Chad's joining me following Macquarie's eighth Bright Ideas Consumer Conference, which is hosted by his team. So the conference has really become a fixture on the global equities calendar and brings together investors and businesses who are really at the forefront of technological change. So over the past three days, they've shared ideas, learnings, and their near-term views on what's ahead. And we're really hoping to get a bit of that insight from Chad today. So Chad, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Laura. Excited to share our takeaways. Great. Well, firstly, how did it go? And and were there any reoccurring themes that stood out to you in all the conversations I'm sure you've had this week? The conference went uh, extremely well in our view. I'd say the one constant that was uh, uh, displayed and communicated from all the management teams who attended the conference was that the U.S. consumer remains resistant and resilient, despite everything that we're seeing and hearing in the news, right? There's a lot of risks out there, whether it's um, inflation or a rising interest rate environment, or just kind of, you know, daily or weekly news around um, situations with, with, uh, with banks. But um, yes, the consumer was extremely uh, resilient, particularly in the experiential sector. So these include things like, you know, travel, hospitality, um, going out to restaurants, people, want to do what they want to do. And they saved a lot during COVID. And now they're looking to spend that, have social experiences, and really enjoy their lives. That's great. And I think you can really see around the streets of New York, certainly that people are out there, like you just said, enjoying their time out. But you did mention, of course, that the environment that these businesses are operating in is uncertain. And we're seeing volatility specifically in the technology sector and obviously the possibility of a recession um, in the US this year. But as we do know at Macquarie that uncertain times can definitely bring about innovation. So I'm interested to know um, how the current market conditions are affecting these companies and broader businesses in this consumer retail model. Look, I, you know, I'd say during the past couple of years, there's been a lot of innovative uh, ideas and developments, particularly in the tech sector. Um, money was extremely cheap. So there were a lot of smart, driven individuals who were actually working hard over the past couple of years. So a low interest rate environment gives people the, um, the financing and the availability to try to create some of these, hopefully, future uh, technological experiences and ideas that, that we hope to, to really enjoy. So there were a lot of things uh, that we believe will come out of this. Um, you know, I'd say the the current rate that we're in right now with interest rates increasing, uh, the the message was these ideas will continue with the current companies or potentially with new partners or companies where there's a there's more of a marriage. Um, but yeah, I think um, we're all getting smarter and um, technology has increased at an exponential rate. And that will provide for better social experiences, um, 
and, and really just an overall um, uh, consumer experience that, that will be better as we come out of this recession. Yeah, so would you say innovation is definitely alive and kicking in terms of those who are talking in the room? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this is also a global you know, phenomenon that we're seeing. It's not just in certain markets. We're actually seeing it in developed markets and um, in less mature markets. And I think that, uh, that, that there's a lot of unique ideas that are, um, that are being fostered and will, uh, and will be present for the consumer uh, within 2023 and 2024. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, this change in consumers' entertainment and spending habits. I know you talked a bit about people still being keen to be out spending earlier. And the shifts of, these shifts have, I guess, been underway for some time. How are societal changes changing the way people consume and engage with different forms of entertainment specifically? I'd say travel is a big thing. I don't think anyone expected for all age cohorts and income levels to travel to the degree that um, that, that they have. I think the work from home and the flexible work environment certainly allowed for this, where um, individuals could go to different cities or countries or just kind of places within their country that usually weren't conducive to um, that work-life balance. And, um, and, and, and now, you know, they're able to do that. From a leisure travel standpoint, the numbers that we're seeing on planes, on trains, uh, we're at record levels. And again, that's within all age groups, all income levels. So it's good that people are getting out there. They're seeing new places. Um, from a business travel standpoint, we're starting to get back to pre-pandemic levels. Um, as you noted, cities like you know New York, Sydney, um, you know Tokyo, Hong Kong, et cetera, we're still behind where we were before pre-pandemic just because of international travel and the traditional you know, roller bag uh, uh, business travel. Uh, but that has improved. Um, weddings, conferences, a lot of that corporate time that you need to spend to create and foster ideas. I think that's kind of at the forefront now. And companies, even though they're pulling back on some spending, I think making sure that their individuals have these face-to-face -face social experiences to help drive businesses I think they realize it's it's a very important and critical time for that. And if you don't do that, um, that their companies could fall behind. It's really interesting, isn't it? And it makes total sense, really, that the domestic travel market has really been a beneficiary of, of the pandemic almost because that's picked up so much quicker than the international travel, as you've just said. Absolutely. Um, There's certainly some big markets where people didn't leave their uh, their home markets Resort towns, um, the hotel prices are up anywhere between 40 and 50% versus pre-pandemic levels, exactly to your point, just because those were the, the types of casual leisure, uh, relaxing experiences that were available to people versus historically going to some other, other, other countries. But um, we think this will you know, slightly uh, change uh, in the next couple months, although with airline prices rising, maybe kind of the, the, you know, the staycation theme might come back as, as people are looking to save a little bit, um, given the spending that they've done in the past year, year and a half. I want to talk a little bit about um, gaming, um, which is something certainly my two kids love to spend a lot of time um, doing. Um, I want to talk a bit about what you're seeing is becoming sort of this classic gamer stereotype and how it might have changed from who we thought it was before to how it might be today and how they're really driving growth in the sector. Look, I think uh, it's, it's something that, 
yeah, used to be in a narrow swim lane in terms of who the audience is. Um, I heard one executive say that he was a big uh, basketball player and golfer, and his son was into video games. So he had to put the basketball uh, in, in the, you know, in the closet and the golf clubs back in the basement and actually learn how to game. And that was something that that a parent could connect with his kids. So instead of telling his uh, child to change his habits and change um, what he's interested in, he decided to embrace that. And I think we're actually seeing that uh, with different generations, right? You have parents playing with kids, you have grandparents learning some of these uh, the, the, these newer innovative uh, 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 games. And um, yeah, certainly the technology that we're seeing from an augmented reality standpoint, a virtual reality standpoint, and just a community standpoint, I think is really important. And it's a really fun experience that, uh, that is growing in terms of uh, the, the demographics and, and the overall populations that are interested. Mm. It's interesting as well how the big movie franchises as well are going into gaming, right? So you can kind of experience your favorite movie now in a game. And again, I guess that's something that parents can do with kids who are really into that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, there's there's different types of social experiences. I think before gaming was viewed as a non uh, social experience, right? People would say um, it's time to go uh, play with your friends or get outside. But now we're seeing the advancements in gaming actually encourage and, uh, and, and bring new friendships to people that are, that are into, into this. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting when you think about what we have today and what could be in say 2030 and how amazing that's gonna be in terms of whether it's, you know, we're talking about the metaverse, virtual reality, AI avatars. Um, how do you think that's gonna impact the consumer, that real virtual, like being in the moment kind of gaming? I think it'll help, you know, leisure experiences. I think it'll help work experiences, right? People will be able to do business uh, better. It's going to change the landscape in terms of what's available in a meeting, in a conference. Uh, you'll be able to connect with people in a, um, you know, a, just really a more engaging way. Um, but, but yeah, I think the advance, advancements that we've seen have been, um, we're kind of just at the tip of the spear I think there are there are trials and attempts to uh, bring in the audience now, but we're just getting there right from a metaverse standpoint. Um, and, and it's only going to get better just because of where technology spend is. I think that's something that corporates are, are making sure that they continue to invest in. And uh, and yeah, that'll help a consumer experience, but then also a, a work and business um, experience as well. How do you see um, the difference between how we're going to augment versus actual become reality, especially for the way that we consume entertainment, say in physical locations like theatres, which um, people seem to go to a bit less now, I guess, because of the streaming services at home being, being one of those reasons. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I think on the on the virtual reality side, you know, we've seen um, certain products allow for people to kind of transport to locations such as, you know, Hawaii or the Maldives, just with putting on glasses. For some, that works. For others, they actually want to get on the airplane and, and go there. Um, on the augmented reality side, I think, you know, there's things that are placed on top of experiences, certainly when you're driving your car and you can see different objects and, and improve uh, safety features that way. So, yeah, I would say that, you know, I think there there's going to be an improvement there. Um, I think some certainly, as I said, still like to get out there and have, you know, um, legacy or classic experiences. 
but but certainly virtual reality and augmented reality will 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 improve and, and change the way that people are are spending their time and energy. Thank you so much for being here, Chad. That was a really interesting discussion, and I'm definitely looking forward to um, seeing some of this technology in action. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Perspectives. You can learn more about Macquarie Capital's equity research at macquarie.com. Thank you for listening to this Macquarie Group podcast. All episode disclaimers can be found in the show notes.